Okay, good evening, gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back, getting together once again, uh, wrapping up an amazing, wonderful, productive week, cruising into a Shabbos Kodesh all together with our uh, Thursday night Chumash and Shalom Shir. And this tonight, this week is Chumash and Shalom Plus. Chumash and Shalom Plus. And we have a very special um, um, class tonight. Sponsored by uh, Menachem, you don't mind holding that up for a moment there, Othan. Thank you, Shlo. Sponsored by very own Rabbi Yaakov Hafman in memory of Yitzchak ben Aryeh, the Neshama Shav and Aliyah. And by one moment, Menachem, what are you doing with that? Joseph Pierre, in honor of his wife Miriam. Is Joseph here? Is his wife Miriam here? Are either of them here tonight? Okay, well, it's an, uh, jo- Joseph Pierre, thank you very much. In honor of his wife, they should both be gebetch with brachas. They should be gebetch with, and all of us should be blessed. Um, and uh, we have another doubleheader this week. Vayikra, you know, is this is the time of year that we can uh, have a lot of doubling up of the Parshias. And this week, we got Achrei Mois Kedoshim. So our work is uh, doubly cut out for us tonight, try to see what we can cover with this doubleheader. Let's focus first, I think, on, you know, the second Parsha. And if we have time, we'll work backwards. When you got a doubleheader... Very often we begin with the first parsha, and it's the second parsha that gets neglected. So let's start with the second parsha. Maybe the first parsha will be the one that gets neglected. Let's see. Kedoshim, a lot of things going on in parsha's Kedoshim. Uh, chock full of mitzvahs. Kedoshim, I think, has the second or third most mitzvahs from all the parshas of the whole Torah. And a lot, a lot of, a whole potpourri of different mitzvahs and commandments in Kedoshim. A lot of Beinot and Lamokim mitzvahs, a lot of mitzvahs between man and God. A lot of mitzvahs that have to do with us and our fellow man. A lot of basic commandments and um, guidelines that we have in this week's parsha in the Kedoshim half of the parsha, uh, just a basic meters, character traits, characteristics, being a good Jew, being a good, good, good fellow Jew to the rest of the Jewish nation. And um, I want to examine a couple of the mitzvahs that we have in Parshas Kedoshim that are within that category of Benon Lachaveroi. The, the the mitzvahs, those those signposts, those guidelines that are godly given to us, that that keep us, uh, you know, walking on, on the straight and narrow in terms of our own self development, just being good human beings, being good good Jews with refined character, and uh, we have um, two mitzvahs back to back in the same pasuk. And the Torah kind of compares and contrasts two different tendencies that we have and tells us to, that we have to avoid both of them. And that's the mitzvah, those are the mitzvahs of Nekama and Natira, which is taking revenge and bearing a grudge. Nekama and Natira. So let's see that together. Let's see the puzzle that these two mitzvahs come from. Um, this is Perak Yutes, Pasuk Yutches, chapter 19, verse 18. If you have the big blue bumper book over here, it's page 660. That's the Hebrew side, and the English side is, page, of course, page 661. Yutes? Yeah, Perik Yutes, Pasuk Yutes. There you go. Okay. So the Pasuk says like this. <clears throat> Rabbi Hoffman, I'm, I, I, I usually am very, very low to interrupt the shoot, but I take it that, uh, first of all, the Nishosh Havan Elites, this is your 
grandfather, he had taken that he did not like Dr. Pepper, I see. Uh, they didn't have it. <laughs> I had to give him a certain talking to over there. Yeah, you should have told it. It's for the neshama, for the zayda. The zayda. Zayda's not getting Dr. Pepper. I don't know. Napa Seder. It's Napa Seder. Okay, anyway. Cream soda's good. What? Cream soda? Yeah, all right. Yeah, cream soda's not bad. And see it over there. Thank you. There's the sugar there. There might even be a little bit of caffeine in there. But there's sugar in there. Yeah, I'm sorry, Shulix. Um, so let's see this Pasuk together. Pasuk Yilches, Perk which means don't take Nekam, which means don't take revenge, don't avenge yourself. Don't take revenge, right? Two wrongs, don't make a right. Two rights, make an airplane. Everybody knows that one, right? Okay, I'm sorry, sorry. But anyway, don't take revenge. Right? This is a mitzvah that uh, that certainly everybody knows about this. And Yashakayach should be especially good. Thank you. Baruch HaTad. Thank you. Baruch HaTad. Thank you. Baruch HaTad. Thank you. Right? We know about this mitzvah from Parashas Kedoshim. We know about this mitzvah from A.B. Rattenberg, from the Marvelous Meters Machine. We know this is a very well-known idea over here. Don't do, Don't pay back a bad deed with a bad deed of your own. Or a band-aid either, that's right. If someone gives you a band-aid, punches you in the, in, the, in, the, in the nose, don't punch him in the nose, right? He doesn't take revenge, you don't take revenge. You can't avenge yourself. You have to, you know, you, you have to be the better guy. That's Sikhaim, that's Nakama. Velaisitar, this one doesn't make it into the song. That's not in the, A.B. Rodenberg, I don't believe, has a song about this one. Velaisitar means you can't bear a grudge. You cannot bear a grudge. Don't take revenge and don't, don't, um, don't bear a grudge. Natira. That's Natira. So now, what's 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 in the common? What's Natira? So Rashi fleshes it out for us. Rashi Rashi tells gives us a case to illustrate what Nakama is, revenge, and what Natira is, what bearing a grudge is. So we know as Jews what we're not supposed to be doing, but the Torah is telling us, uh, you know, commanding us not to do, and allowing us to become refined, raised better, richer people. So what's Nakama Rashi says? Rashi gives, a, it's really coming from a Gemara, a case that illustrates both of these commandments. Nakama is, says Rashi, like, um, you know, it's the middle of the winter and you need to um, borrow your, your, knock on your neighbor's door to borrow his, uh, his snowblower. <laughs> the snowblower, right? You knock on his door, he says, sorry, I'm not lending you my snowblower. I'm sorry, I'm just, I don't lend it out. It's very expensive, I don't lend it out. Um, the next winter, the tables are turned. You bought a snowblower, and his is has it's kaput, right? His snowblower has died, and he needs your snowblower now. So you've been like you're waiting for this opportunity, right? He comes knocking at your door. Says, "Can I borrow your snowblower?" You tell him, "Well, <laughs> listen, you know, uh, you should have thought twice last year when I when when I needed you, you weren't there for me. Now you need me. I'm not here for you, buddy." He slammed the door in his face. That's Nakama. Nakama is tit for tat saying. You didn't, you didn't help at me, I'm not helping at you. You, you did this to me, I'm, I'm doing this back to you, I'm retaliating. I said, Sebastian can't do that. The guy, you know, whatever he did, he did. You have to get over that. He needs a favor from you. You, you, you do the right thing. You lend him the snowblower, you lend him your shovel, you lend him your lawnmower, even though he wouldn't lend you his. That's Nakama. What's Natira? Rashi gives a similar case when it comes to Natira. Natira means to bear a grudge. 
There's Rashi. What's the case that Rashi uses? This is speaking outside. If you have Rashi, you can see it on your own inside over here. Rashi's Natira is a similar case, but a twist. Natira is gave us the same situation last year. He wouldn't let me his snowblower, and this year he needs mine. His died, and now I have one. I had to go out and buy one because he wouldn't let me his. And he comes and knocks on the door, and and he asks me for the snowblower, and I say yes with a big smile. I'll lend you my snowblower because I'm a better guy than you are. I'm not like you, you know, I lend my things out. I lend my things out. So says Rashi, that's Natira. That's Natira. That's bearing a grudge. They're both worse. They're both worse. He wants to know which one is worse. They're both worse. So anyway, um, uh, that's called bearing a grudge. When you say, oh, I, I'm very happy to lend you my car, even though you didn't lend me yours, but, you know, I, I'm, I know what it means to do mitzvahs, I know what it means to help out another Jew. Here, please take my car, even though you didn't lend me yours when I needed when I needed the car. That's Natira. What is Natira? It says Rashi to be noiter believe. This we can meet this lesson inside. Natira means to, to harbor something, keep something. Natira literally means to, to guard, to safeguard, to hang on to something. Um... Even though you're, you're, you're lending him your snowblower, but if you say in the same breath, you say, well, I'm not as bad as you, I'm not a bum like you, I like to lend my things out, you're clearly you're hanging on to that hatred, you're hanging on to that animosity, you're harboring this, 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 these ill feelings towards your friend, even though you're not taking revenge, but you're 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 neuter, You're hanging on. To, you haven't let go. You haven't let go of the fact that the guy didn't help you out the year before. You haven't let go of that. You haven't made peace with that. Okay. That's that's this is this is Rashi's commentary over here. And the, the question that we need to ask is as follows. Let's ask a question on Natira. Nakam is pretty straightforward. Um, natira, the injunction against Natira, the commandment not to be neuter, is not to bear a grudge. And Rashi really says that the the way Rashi sizes it up and presents it to us, it, it, it's quite clear that the the main thrust of, of this prohibition is <laughs> is harboring the resentments, is bearing the grudge, not letting go, not letting go. I haven't made peace with the fact that the guy was a bum. You have to let go of things. You have to be able to, you know, oh, you know let go. You have to be able to let go. You can't walk around, um, um, you know, schlepping this this animosity, the, the hatred. And the, the ill feelings towards people. That's really the prohibition over here. That's the thrust of what's 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 usher. <coughs> is the fact that I'm not letting go. That's the case. Why then? Let's take a step back. Why does Rashi make the case so complicated? He's overcomplicating things. If he wants to illustrate what's really prohibited over here, what's prohibited is don't don't bear grudges. Don't hang on to bad feelings. You gotta you know you let, let go of things. So what should Rashi say? Natira is. That when the guy in, in <laughs> 2022 wouldn't let me a snowblower, so 50 years later I still haven't forgotten about it. That's Natira. I'm still remembering it. I still walk around. I still complain to my grandkids about it. You know, I point to that guy across the street. He's the guy that wouldn't let me the snowblower 50 years ago. You know, we know people like this, right? That well, don't let snowblowers. Now, also, we, don't, we, we know the people that, that will they'll still talk. 50 years later, they're talking about some dumb thing, some narish kite, a petty thing that somebody once did to them, right? So that's Natira, and the is you can't let go of things. You can't let go of things. So why doesn't Rashi illustrate the Aveira as, as simply, as cleanly as possible, and just say, what is Natira? 
what is what is involved in the the Aveira, the prohibition of bearing grudge? When I bear grudge, when I don't forget, when I when I don't get let it go, when I don't let, let go of things, right? When when I when I when I walk around harboring bad feelings towards somebody, when I resent them, when I'm upset at them. That's Natira. When I when I don't forget, even fifty years later, I remember that guy that was not mean to me, that guy that was a bum. Rashi makes the case so extra complicated by, by making it this whole scenario where he didn't lend me his tools and he comes back the year later and he needs now the same tools that I that I needed from him, now he needs from me. And I say, I will give it to you and I will give it to you because I'm better than you. Even though you didn't help me out, I'll help you out. Why do we need all that? Why does the case have to be so complicated? Why do you to have this whole setup in a situation where I'm doing, I, I am repaying the favor, and nevertheless, I'm still hanging on to that resentment to illustrate the fact that you can't hang on to resentment. But the, the main avera over here, the, the, the main thrust of what's prohibited is you can't bear grudges. So just give me a case where a guy is bearing a grudge 50 years later. Everybody understand the question? Why do you have to make the case? Why is Rashi making this, 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 this cumbersome, complicated construction over here of a case where there's all these seemingly extra and extraneous details that are that, that are just simply unnecessary if you want to just show me a guy who's bearing a grudge well why do we need this the answer is like this a frightening answer the answer is we might have actually thought that in such a case you're maybe not held liable for bearing this grudge. That's what we may have thought. Meaning, on our own, without Rashi showing us the extent to which this prohibition goes, how far this carries that I can't harbor bad feelings, I can't hang on to things, I can't bear grudges against people, without Rashi showing me this case, I might have thought like this, I might have thought, well, yeah, the Torah says don't hang on to bad feelings, don't bear grudges against people, Make sure you let go when a guy was ran to you. So I might have thought, okay, what, what is, what, what, where, what's the extent of that? How far does that go, the, the extent of that commandment? The turd doesn't want my bad feelings getting in the way of me helping that other person out. It doesn't want it getting in the way of like, my functioning. Doesn't, the turd doesn't want it getting in the way of my expectations, what I'm supposed to do and what society expects me to do, and what the Torah expects me to do. And as long as it doesn't get in the way, so I'm okay, you know, I, I, can, I can still hang on to things, I can still feel bad because, hey, look, look, it's not getting in the way, I am there for my fellow Yid when he needs me, I'm there to do what my expectations are, I'm there to do the right thing, you know, what, what, what any fellow Jew would be expected to do to help out his fellow Jew, I'm doing it, so the fact that, that, that I'm still walking around harboring this resentment is maybe not such a bad thing and maybe maybe it's okay maybe it's okay because look it's not getting in the way of my function it's not getting in the way of me taking care of my fellow jew this is what i would have thought with that rashi in other words a very very eye-opening idea we would have we would have argued without the rashi yes the terrorist says laisitar don't bear a grudge what does that mean not to bear a grudge don't bear a grudge when it gets in the way of of your, your expect of, of what's expected of you, when it gets in the way of what you're supposed to be doing, but as long as it doesn't get in the way, so let me think what I'm going to think. Let me, let, you know, I I, don't, I, I I I may not be making peace with this guy, but look, I'm still willing to be there for him. I'll smile at him. I'll say good morning to him. I'll lend him my car, even though he didn't lend me his car. Said differently, 
Bearing that grudge is not making a nafkamina, we would say. It's not making a nafkamina, it's not making any practical difference in anyone's life. Not making any practical, practical difference. I'm, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's exactly what Rashi's coming to preempt. That's exactly what Rashi's coming to steer us clear from. That faulty flaw thinking. And what Rashi's showing us is the Torah <laughs> expects much more of us than we would expect of ourselves. The Torah demands of us sterling, sterling character traits that we on our own would not really impose upon ourselves. The Torah is setting the bar quite high for us in terms of our refinements of character because the Torah believes in us. And the Torah understands that when the bar is set high, we will rise to that bar. And if the, the Torah doesn't show us exactly what the bar is supposed to be set, we'll sink down into like the, 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 the lowest possible area of refinement that we can get away with. That we can get away with. The Torah is showing us that we can accomplish much more. We can be much better people, refined, much more refined people. And it's not just about how I relate to my fellow man. It's not just about what I do for my fellow Jew. It is about how I think about him and, and, and my, my, uh, my relationship with him, even when it doesn't affect, on the surface, my interactions with him. Even if I'm prepared to lend him that car that he wouldn't lend me, lend him the lawnmower that he wouldn't lend me, lend him the snowblower that he wouldn't lend me. If I can't let go of the fact that he wouldn't lend it to me, the Torah says, you can do better than that. You can do better than that as a Jew. You can do better than that. You can be a better person than that. And we want you to be a better person than that. We expect you to be a better person than that. And you will be a better person than that. Because at the end of the day, I can do all the chesed in the world. And I can really be there for everyone. I can lend everything out to everyone. But if inside I'm still schlepping around all this bile and this venom and, and you know these, this baggage, these ill feelings, inside I'm, I'm corrupt. Inside I'm not a refined person. The Torah wants us to be refined people, not just in our practice, but in our, in, in our um, perceptions. Practice plus perceptions. I have to be able to get over things. It's not just about is it interfering with my practice, it's about my perceptions. So listen to what, again, what Rashi, is, what Rashi is opening our eyes to over here. Such a profound, um, poignant idea over here in the parsha. Loisitor, not bearing a grudge, is not just about when and if it impacts how I relate to other people, when it, and if it will impact my, my um, interest in being there to help people out, even if it doesn't affect that, even if I will help everyone out but if inside i'm still harboring these 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 negative feelings and bearing these grudges the terrorist says we don't want that either you can do better than that that's why rashi goes out of his way to give this very complicated case that what is bearing the grudge what is lacitar when the guy wouldn't lend me his lawnmower last year and now I, he comes back this year and he says can i borrow your lawnmower and i say yes with a smile because i'll be the better guy that's also bearing the grudge even though you're there for him but we don't want you to be schlepping around these negative feelings. You can do better than that. You're not, you're, you're, you're not the optimal person when inside you're still schlepping around all this, all, the, all this bile. You're, 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 very, you're there for the other guy. Terrific. And you're there for him with a smile. You're taking care of your fellow Jew. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. You are subpar if you can't let go of things. <clears throat> and, you know... This is a very powerful lesson for us in general because it extends to all kinds of places outside of Natir as well. So many times, 
we have expectations, society has expectations of us. We have familial expectations and obligations, especially yamt of time, yamt of time. You know, you have to go to your parents, you have to go to your in-laws, your in-laws come to you, your parents come to you, siblings come over, you have to host, you have to entertain, family, right? Yamt of is, is a family time. And with family comes family interactions, and family interactions sometimes have this, have this uh, ability to stir up all the dregs and 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 and, and the uh, you know all the all the dregs from the depths of those relationships going back decades upon decades things that we never ever let go of right when we have family get-togethers you go to your shrig you go to your mother-in-law right has anyone ever forgotten you know that 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 um, that that um, comment that their mother-in-law made to them that 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 that, that really dumb thing that she said when you were in the middle, when you picked up your wife for the first date, right? Your wife-to-be. Nobody nobody forgets about these things. And you're not very inclined to go uh, to spend time by this person's house or that person's house. Have this person over, have that person over. But we do it anyway. We do it anyway because those are our expectations. That's what's expected from us, right? On a familial level, on a social level, you have to have this family over, you have to have that family over, you have to have, you have this mishpacha, that mishpacha, you have to interact. You have to smile at people, and, and we can sometimes delude ourselves into thinking that we are so ahead of the game when we go along, we tell our wife, yeah, don't worry, we're going to go to your parents this year, where I'm so happy we're going to go to them for the first days. But inwardly, you know, you're, you're, you have not made peace with these people. Inwardly, you have made peace with these people in your family that you still remember all the dumb comments that they made, all the stupid things that they did to you. But you go with a smile because you expect to go, you need to go. The point that the Tars bring out over here through Lysitar is... That's good, but it's not good enough. You're doing good, but you can do so much better. When outwardly we're doing the right thing, so maybe on a level of between man and our fellow man, we're okay. But the Torah says that the bar that, that is being set for us, the standards of behavior and character you find that are being set for us are our inner world also has to be worked out. The inner world also has to be addressed. And when you go over to the mother-in-law to, 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 to spend yomtev with her, the smile that you give outside has to be an inward smile also. And there's opportunities that we have. You know, when we have these family get-togethers, when we go to the family, the family comes to us, the opportunities that we have are, you know, that mental preparation, using the Lysit or using Rashi as a guide. Don't be night to the Eva Belibai. You know, we got to work on, on, on that inward smile also, the same way we can make it appear to the outside world that we're so happy to see this family, so happy to have all these people over, so happy to be spending time with the family. There has to be that inward smile too. You have to really appreciate who these people are, appreciate the time being spent together with them, appreciate the time that the rest of the family enjoys with them, and not have that inward, inner corruption where, although on the outward, to the outward uh, outlook of society, perception of society, we, we may look great. It has to be an inward um, tikkun as well. Okay, so that's what that's the lesson of Lysitor. And again, we glean this lesson from the fact that Rashi over uh, overcomplicates a case that could have been otherwise very simplistic. Rashi could have said Lysitor is don't 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 harbor grudges. Rashi goes out of his way to say no, Lysitor is dafka not to harbor the grudge, even when I'm ostensibly doing the right thing. That's still called Lysitor because again, it's not just about doing the right thing on the outside; it's being worked out on the inside too, being in sync. Okay, let's. Let's um, look at a couple more things, maybe side by side and back to back over here. We have, um, it, we actually, the same page is back up to Psukim. 
Pasuk Tezvav, this is verse 15, Loiseilech Rachel Ba'amecha, don't be a bearer of Lashon Hara. Here's the, the commandments against Lashon Hara, the injunction against Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara, don't bear gossip. Don't bear gossip. Right? The heart scroll says you shall not be a gossip monger among your people. That's a Rachel. Um, don't be that guy that says Lashon Hara. Here's, here's the Avera against Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara, the well-known Avera of um, just uh, gossiping about people, sharing all the dirt that you know about uh, about everyone with with your friends and your neighbors, being the bearer of gossip. You're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. Bashmutz people, as we say. The way the Torah presents this Avera is an interesting way of presentation over here. The Torah could have chosen so many simplistic ways to communicate this Avera to us. You know, if we're talking about, this is the place in the Torah where the Torah says, don't, don't say Lashon Hara. You know, if we were writing the Torah, the Perishal, if you were writing the Torah, if you were writing the Torah, and you wanted to write an Avera that you're not allowed to say Lashon Hara, how would you write it? I would say you shouldn't, in your heart, think something bad of another person. Also, don't keep it in your heart. No, no, no. But we're talking about there's a new avera now. There's a new avera. Mm -hmm. I can't share with you dirt on somebody else. I can't gossip. I'm not allowed to spread gossip. Mm -hmm. Not allowed to spread gossip. Okay. Um, can't spread gossip about about other about 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 other Jews. So we would write a very. We'd get to the point. I think we'd be very straightforward. Leisadaber lashon hara. Right? Don't say Lashon Hara. Don't say Lashon Hara. That's what the Torah is. Don't say gossip. Don't spread gossip. Don't talk gossip. Gossipful talk. The Torah doesn't say that. How, how does the Torah present the Avera? It talks about halicha, like traveling. Don't travel around. There's a rachel. A rachel, we talked about this last week on Shabbos a little bit. A rachel literally means a merchant. Don't travel around as a merchant. That's how the Torah chooses to communicate to us this Avera of not saying Lashon Hara. Don't travel as a merchant. What on earth is going on over here? That's the best way the Torah has of communicating to us the well-known Avera, the well-known prohibition of not speaking Lashon Hara. The Torah couldn't come up with any better way, any more straightforward way of saying don't say Lashon That's the best way the Torah had of doing it. Don't travel as a merchant. So Rashi struggles with this. Rashi tells us why exactly this is... Uh, a, 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 um, you know, any kind of form of communicating to us the Avera of saying Lashon Hara. says Rashi, um, don't go as a merchant. Says, so Rashi, you see Rashi's grappling with this. Let's read the Rashi a little bit. Ani Amr says Rashi, I say, why would, what Rashi's bothered by, Rashi's hitting the ground coming to answer this question. Why is the Torah choosing this analogy, this imagery, to communicate to us the Avera of saying Lashon Hara. Why is the Torah using, using the, the, the theme and the setting of someone who's walking around, going around, traveling as a merchant? So it says Rashi, People that spread dirt, spread gossip, and say Lashon Hara, they go around, they travel from house to house, they, 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 they go hopping, they, go, they drop in on people, they, they pay... Um, you know, visits, they make house calls to their friends, Laragel to spy out, Ma to see, like, all the bad stuff that's going on. You know, they go hang out by their friends' houses, they're going to see, you know, 
How's, how's, how's he talking to his wife? How's she talking to her husband? What's going on with the kids over there? What, what's, what, what's, what's the household situation look like? People go around, like, casing everyone's joints, spying out everyone's domestic fronts over there to see what they can pick up on what, for them to be able to give over to other people. What kind of things are going on over here that's, that is juicy? What juicy tidbits can I pick up on in this person's house that I can go ahead and, and relate to in the marketplace, that I can tell, tell my friends? That's why they're called people who travel as merchants. So Rashi says Rachel really means regila. They're, they're, they're spying people out. Espiment um, belas. No French, you call that espiment. So it's a spy people at espiment. Okay, that's what we're going to read from Rashi for now. Espionage. Espionage, yes, yes, that's right. Espionage, very good. Okay, so according to Rashi, the Avera of not saying Lashon Hara is presented in the in the form of don't travel around as a Rachel because because uh, that's how I build up my information. How does a Baal Lashon Hara come by all of his information? He needs information. He wants to get people's attention. He wants to, you know, have a lot of gossip, a lot of juicy information, dirt on people to share. How does he get his information? He knows how to get his information. He, he comes and schmoozes in, in this house for a half hour. He, you know, looks around to see what's going on over here. Hangs out in this house. Ooh, what's going on in this house? Wow, look at this. Look, look, look what look what this house looks like. Look what this look at this kitchen looks like. Look what's going on in this house. Oh, this house. No, this, no. Is, this house. What? Over here we're not Muslim. Let's go there to see what's. Yes, that's right. A lot of houses we can go to. to see what's no, we didn't know it's in this place already. So that's right. There. That's right. Okay, soon, soon. A few, in a few minutes. A few minutes. We have David Mar. We have David Mar. Kenzine. Kenzine. Um. This is what um, the Pasuk means by Loisei Lech Rachel. The Torah is describing how the guy comes by his information. How he comes by his information. By hanging out by people. You really want to be that gossip monger? The local gossip monger? You want to be the one that knows all the dirt on everybody? You have to acquire the information. You have to, you have to build up the information. How do you build the information? You have to, you have to spy it out. You have to go pay visits. You have to hang out in people's homes to see all the bad things that are going on. And now you build up your information. Okay, so that's what the, that's what the Torah is telling us. That only delays the question. Now that we've seen how to translate the Pasuk and how relates to saying Lashonar, we still have to ask, okay, but at the end of the day, what is the Avera? What's the Avera in hand? What is the prohibited act? The prohibited act is what? Saying Lashonar. Okay. Very good. It's true that the guy who says Lashon Haru, who spreads all this gossip, has got to get it from somewhere. And where is he going to get it from? He's going to get it from, quote-unquote, making these social calls, paying everyone visits, and seeing all the bad things that are going on over there. That's true. But at the end of the day, it's not what's prohibited. What's prohibited is speaking it, acting on it, sharing that dirt, sharing all the gossip that he picked up. Why, at the end of the day, is the Torah presenting the Avera, the prohibition of, of, of sharing the gossip through the the presentation of how we acquired the gossip, the acquired the, the acquired acquisition is not what's prohibited. Building up his information is not what's prohibited. Gathering his information is not what's prohibited. It's sharing that information. Why would the Torah present the Avera through the means of means to the end if it's the end which is 
prohibited. A very basic question we have to ask on the, the Pazik, even after we've seen the Rashi. And the answer is like this. We'll wrap up with this, Rabbi Yisai. The Torah is giving us an awesome, chilling insight into the profile, the psychological profile of the gossip monger. And what we all have to be aware of in avoiding being that gossip monger. We don't want to be that person. Torah is saying, don't be that person. Don't be the Baal Don't be the guy who walks around sharing dirt on everyone. How do we make sure to avoid that? That's what the Torah is sharing with us. Where, where, where did this guy go wrong? Where did the guy go wrong? Where did he go off in becoming a Baal Lashon Hara? It's not just about the fact that he has information. Of course, to spread gossip and spread bad things about you spread dirt, you have to build up dirt. But where did he get that dirt from? By going around for espionage purposes is how he's going around. Meaning, meaning, he's dropping it on people's homes, he's spending time with people, and for him, that halicha, that journey, produces Lashon Harfram, allows him to gather a store of Lashon Har. Why? Why? Why does that translate into Lashon Hara? The fact that he's dropping it on everyone. Let me ask everybody a question. If we would have a big tzaddik, who's a big tzaddik? I don't know, we all would pull someone else out of the tzaddik hat. Ramesha oh. Feinstein, what? No, who was a big tzaddik, that's true. He was. No, who was a big tzaddik. You're right, he was a big tzaddik, yes. We can't disagree with that. Um, the Chafetz Chaim. Let's say the Chafetz Chaim himself. Oh, he's Joseph. Joseph, thank you for sponsoring the 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 Chumash and Shonsh here tonight, being co-sponsor. Um, the Chafetz Chaim, the same Chafetz Chaim, so Merak Kain Kagan. The Chafetz Chaim would go around making social calls. If he would drop it, he would go house hopping, sukkah hopping. The Chafetz Chaim would go around to 10 different houses in the community and spend a half hour there. Would he walk out with a whole bag full of Lashon Hara, of gossip? No. No, he wouldn't. What would he walk out of everyone's house with? Very, exactly, bingo. Exactly. With praise. With praise. The Chafetz Chaim would come and visit us. He'd visit any of us. He'd sit down in our living room and look around and say, look at, look at, look at the success that's going on over here. Look at this family, how this family is thriving. Look at the beautiful home that's being produced over here. Look at how the family is raising the children. Look how they are working so hard to overcome the odds and what they're doing nevertheless. The saintly Chavetz Chaim, the, 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 pious, the pious tzaddik, the pious Jew, when he goes around someone's home, he only sees the good. Exactly as Shimon is saying, he hit it on the head. He would come out with praise. He would go to ten homes, he'd come out with ten bagfuls of praise. That's what he would come out with. The problem with the guy who's the gossip monger is the fact that he can spend the same time in the same home, but he'll come out with dirt. He'll come out with gossip. Why? Because he's traveling around to collect dirt. When you're traveling to collect dirt, you see dirt. And when you see dirt, you share dirt. Rashi spells it out. Rashi says, The guys go around from house to house. They're looking for bad things, and they're looking to hear bad things. Meaning they're looking with a critical eye. Eye in Ra. The Rach, the Baal is the guy who's going around with an eye in Ra, with a critical outlook on humanity, a critical outlook on people. And when you have a critical outlook, you see critical things. You see the negative. What the Torah is saying is, don't be a gossip monger, but don't start off down that road of being a gossip monger. What's the beginning of the end of the gossip monger? What's the beginning of that road? When you go around looking for the, for, looking for the negative, looking for... for, for for, for uh, all matters critical, when you go around looking with a critical eye, you're going to emerge with 
criticisms. When you look for negatives, when you look at things negatively, you're going to see a lot of negatives. And you're going to have a lot of negatives to share. This is the gossip manga. But if you don't go around as a rachel, you're not looking for the negatives, then you'll see only positives. You'll see with an iron toibel, you'll see the good in everyone. And you can have the same exact house and spend the same exact amount of time and be in the same exact setting and situation. The, the rachel will see everything bad. And, and, and the person that the Torah is instructing us to be, not to be that guy, will see with Ayn Taibu, you'll see success, you'll see a thriving family, you'll see how they're overcoming the odds, you'll see, you'll see um, only uh, things that you can praise, and you won't emerge with a scrap of Lashon Hara, with a piece of Lashon Hara, because you have the correct outlook. Okay, that's what the Torah is telling us, that the root of Lashon Hara is Ayn Ra, seeing things critically, negatively, we should always see the good in ourselves, the good in each other, and always have good things and good news to share and enjoy good times together. Thank you all for showing up. Wonderful Shabbos.